Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the molder to his scully, Michael Howard. Wait, damn it. I don't believe you. <laughs> I forgot which one was which. Why do I always do this? The I'm, truth is out there. I'm a skeptic. Even yeah, you are I've the seen, skeptic. Even though I've been kidnapped multiple times by oh, monsters yeah. and I've seen I've seen literal aliens. Yes. Like, I just don't know. I just you know what? It how it's how not enough. You, how can you say the things you say? You idiot. Yeah. I mean, well the thing is is like I believe everything though. Right. Like to a fault. But, but hey, can I say this? To be fair, more shit happened to Scully in that show mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. to Mulder. Like, nothing really happened to him other than, oh, my parents are gone or whatever the fuck. It was and his sister. Sister, that's right. Yeah. Um, Everything know. happened to other people that Mulder was upset about. But, like, stuff, like, Scully got impregnated by an alien. Right. Best I can figure, the cigarette-smoking man was just smoking PCP-laced marijuana cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, and Mulder was just high the whole time. <laughs> And that's the like he was just getting way too close to the cigarette smoking man who had a problem, a real problem. I feel like if um if the people if like Chris Carter really wanted to piss off literally everyone more every than X-Files he already has, fan, yes, he would just like the final ep like he would just put out an episode that was just like oh actually everyone was just on drugs the whole time, none of this shit happened. I mean, I only watched about half of the last like two seasons that came out recently, like. I feel like they're only like a couple like yeah fuck it episodes away from that. I actually really enjoyed the late the last season because they were just having a good time. Yeah, it was it was so dumb and I enjoyed every minute of it. It was like it was back to the the like the the good X Files where it was like a monster of the week mm-hmm. kind of thing instead of just all of this storyline that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah, like the overall conspiracy that no one gave yeah. a shit about it in the X-Files. That, no that one wants that. That storyline that no one cared about at all. <laughs> no. That no one, one wants that. No. Well, Michael, how Just you doing, show, buddy? Show me weird shit. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, spring finally sprung here in Chicago, so it was like 70 degrees. I wore I wore shorts today. That's nice. For the first time since, I don't know, 2016, it feels like. But, uh... Did yeah. you have to, um, cause I, Michael, I remember a couple years ago, maybe last year, actually, I came up in the middle of February mm. and it was randomly on the one Saturday I was there. Cause I bring springtime with me wherever I go. <laughs> Everyone knows that it was 70 <laughs> degrees mm-hmm. and we walked around your neighborhood and through Chicago and everyone was wearing no clothes, yeah, just no, no clothes just naked. whatsoever. Yeah. And you told me, and Curtis corroborated this, that on the first nice day of the year <laughs> in Chicago, everyone emerges from their caves, from their apartments, once the snows have thawed, to settle beef from the wintertime. And more people die on the first nice day of spring <laughs> than the entire year. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact statistics, but that is that is very accurate. I do. Ju- I mean, obviously, there are hey, stories every year about on the news about how it's going to be warm and the police are gearing up for excess of gun violence. Yeah, I mean, I, let's not make fun of gun violence. Uh, you know, obviously, no thanks. But um, the thought of these like beef bears emerging from their caves to settle things is just so mm. intriguing to me and just makes me giggle just a little bit because in my head they're only killing other criminals. Which makes it a little bit better, but I know that's not true, and we can cut that if we need to. <laughs> I just, it, you know, the idea of sitting on a bee for six months and then coming out and not even probably remembering what it's for. Just knowing 
someone needs to die today. Yeah, like, I hate that guy. I don't remember why, but I, I mean, not even, gun, I mean, like, it doesn't even talk about gun violence. Just like, you just see you. a guy in the street and you're like, hey, that guy. I, that's right. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I just love the thought of two months ago, Michael, we were recording and it was, I don't know, negative 55 degrees. <laughs> And they were lighting the train tracks on fire just so they wouldn't freeze over and the trains could keep moving. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in multiple places in your city, the only thing keeping many people <laughs> warm at night was beef. <laughs> and the thought that one day it would be warm enough again for them to emerge from their cave and settle that beef. Yeah. And that yeah, just I mean, really makes a, me happy. It's a it's a slow simmering beef. You know, it, it keeps the it keeps the electric and heating bills down in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Because you can just think about it, and it just like it's right there in your gut, warming you up. It's a slow cooker meal. It's yeah. a savory feast for eventual. You can't you can't have it now, but four months from now, you're gonna have a nice, tasty meal, as we realize, and then you might go to jail, and that's fine. Do you think it's the type of thing where um, you know, like when you're a kid and you wake up? Well, maybe you don't know this because uh, you lived in Florida, but like. When you're a kid and and there's a chance of snow, if you wake up and you and it's like really bright outside and you're like, oh, fuck, did it snow? And you like look out your window and you're like really excited. I assume it's like that, but the opposite. It's like you wake up, you see blue skies outside and you're like, oh, is it 60 degrees? Do I get to go out and fight somebody today? Yippee. <laughs> is it fighting time? <laughs> Um. Yeah, Fight you're right. Right on the spring. I mean, to, but to be fair, in Florida, when we, we wake up and it's sunny out, we do just wake up and say, "Oh shit, do I get to fight somebody today?" Because that's just Florida weather, and that's fine. Do I get to strangle an alligator today, or do they get to strangle me? It's oh it's man, really... Rachel just told me about a story about it. They found a 17 foot python. Python. Yeah, and I I did like that they finally got smart to python ways because. Michael, we, I think we talked about this, or we, we meant to, because it was just like the most Florida story of the year. Um, Florida, like two years ago, I think, instituted in the summertime a brief like python hunting season where they mm-hmm. just gave Floridians a license to, like, basically it was a bounty hunt on pythons, and they just sent Florida men out into the Everglades <laughs> to hunt as many pythons as they could. Which has two benefits. One... Less pythons, two, less Florida men. Yes. It, it, I mean, it's a kind of bittersweet cycle where they just, not really bittersweet, they just kill each other and it's great. Um, but they only caught and or killed like 10 snakes. Like they really? did. Like it wasn't very successful because, hey, turns out pythons are pretty good at hiding in swamps, <laughs> weirdly. Um, is that how they get to be 17 feet long? Yeah. So this one, which by the way, this is a female snake. And had 74 babies, I believe, is what mm. I read earlier. Uh, yeah, I, found, it, I found this 70, one earlier. Yeah, like 74 eggs or something, like about to be laid eggs, basically. Right. But here's what here's how they did it. Did, did you read the whole article or did you just hear Rachel? No, Rachel just told me about it. Okay, so what they did is they've weaponized men mm. against snakes. Not men, but like boy snakes against mm. lady snakes. And they captured male snakes like the ones that they could find and then they just fitted the male snakes with gps trackers and cameras so they would lead them to the the female snakes and then they would capture the female snakes and so this are 
are male snakes just easier to find or are they just more abundant? Or, no, I or, think it's just that one, they lead directly to 74 more snakes being born <laughs> when they point. find a woman. And if you can count on men to do one thing, it's to find a woman to have sex with no matter the cost and no matter the consequences. <laughs> so they're calling these Judas snakes because they lead them to the continuation of the species. And that's how they're hunting down and like capturing snakes. That's going to work for like six months before the lady snakes get smart. And get- they actually have, they like be like, you sure you weren't followed? And be like, shit, shit, cops, cops, cops. <laughs> They're going to make them go through like a three-step process to actually get in to their snake lair. Or, again, it's it's the Jurassic Park rule. Three to six months before, ladies were like, all right, nah, though. I don't need you shitheads. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to have sex with a frog, I guess, and now I'm going to make super toads. And that's bad for me. I feel like we <laughs> they only catch like the really big snakes, so eventually... They're going to evolve to like get to a very specific size. And hey, Michael, can I say this? I don't care if there are more small pythons rather than fewer 17 foot pythons. Like, if you're a manageable size, I can hit you with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know what to do with a 17 foot python. I just don't. I'll be honest with you. Other I do. Than, hey, other than, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, congrats to your poor wife, I guess. Good God. Got a 17-foot python for you right here. Yikes, a Rooney. Well, Michael, speaking of 17-foot reptilians, um, guess what comes back on Sunday, which may or may not have already happened by the time this episode comes out? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And I can't wait for it to have happened or will happen that um, Arya was a wolf the whole time. Yeah, it's that weird. was pretty crazy. That was a big twist. Yeah. A girl has no name because a girl's a wolf and wolves are just, they're their own thing. Turns out that the White Walkers are the good people. You know, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. When they saved the baby from the bad people at the right. house in the north, they're like, they left a baby to die outside. And the White right, Walkers the cold. like, okay, I guess I'll take your baby home. I guess I'll turn it into a White Walker because that's the only way he's going to survive out in the snow. Because like, I don't, I don't have milk. I don't know what to do with a baby. I know one thing. It's how to make White Walkers. So I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Man, we were the bad guys all along. Yeah, that I is true. I, I the white I, people were the good people all along. Who knew? Who saw that coming? That's a twist. Yeah, no one could have seen the two showrunners of Game of Thrones make that the message of that show. But, <laughs> I mean, if you watch all the very bad things that humans do to each other in that show, it is not a stretch for the moral of this story to be like, y'all don't deserve to live. That's a good point, because like the White Walkers are all wor- working together towards a very specific goal, whereas all of the non-White Walker human people are just constantly killing each other over some tiny piece of land. Yeah. White Walkers just want to get, they just want to get there, you know? They're just doing some stuff. And also, there. not to, I mean, I know we just talked about how we all yearn for these those halcyon days of spring after a long winter, but like, can you imagine if it was just summer for seven years in a row? I don't want to live in that world. Please bring me a, a cold zombie apocalypse. I don't yeah. want any part of that summertime. No, thank you. You. Need, you need to refresh every once in a while. I mean, I'll be honest. It's been spring here in Atlanta for 
three days and I went to a Braves game yesterday and I was in the sun on the third baseline and it it might have been 78 degrees. And by the third inning, I wanted to die again. Mm-hmm. I was swimming in a pool of my own sweat and it sucked. Yeah. And just wait another one month until it's 97 degrees. I'll never leave time. my apartment. Yeah. I'll just sit there. and sweat. Although I will say. Before we get back to Game of Thrones and our very good theories about it, um, we were wandering around the Brave Stadium. We found this like uh, a field level like bar, like in right field that is, a, I guess, apparently occasionally reserved for like birthday parties. You can rent it out, but it wasn't rented out this game. So we we're sitting there along the right field in the outfield on the field level, and they had refrigerated cup holders for my beer. What? And. I That's was, a game changer. I'm just sitting there in right field with my 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 toasty cold beer, just sitting in a cup holder, and it got too cold to drink. That's how good this thing is. That's I need these. Brilliant. I need these in my house. It was yeah. the best thing I've ever seen or used in my life. Because that's the that's the worst part about when you go to the Cubs, you know, a Cubs game or whatever. You you buy like the biggest beer you can because you don't want to have to get up every five minutes. But by the time you get like halfway through it, you're just drinking warm beer. Yeah. And no one wants that. And even like, okay, a koozie can only do so much. It's not it's not a refrigerated cup holder. It might just give you five extra minutes at best. What if there's gotta be a way to like have a refrigerated koozies, right? I mean almost certainly. Found refrigerated cup holders that you can buy at a uh a marine parts store for your boat. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, while we're talking about um, Frosty Cold Innovations and everyone's favorite uh, show, Game of Thrones, uh, one, do you want to you want to get in any any theories before the show either has or has not yet started? <laughs> Ooh, um, I think that I think hot. What was his name? Hot 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 pocket. Pie? Hot Pocket. <laughs> Hot Pocket. We're going to call him Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. He's, the, he's, he's really the key to everything. Okay. I mean, he um, knows how to make some bread. That's yeah. for sure. Which is going to be important when the winter comes. You're going to be very hungry. He's going to be the only one you can get food from. So I think he's going to actually become... He's going to become the king of the humans. I mean, at this point, everyone else who ha- has a say in the throne... Is mostly dead and or a product or willing participant in incest. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of wide open at this point for Hot Pocket to get in there. Um, Michael, I want to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones from one very important angle. It's not just an entertainment franchise anymore. You know this. It's also mm-hmm. one of the most successful and dare I say most ridiculous cross promotional merchandising tie in platforms of all time really i think in 2019 here i found no less than i want to say 15 products that are like branded with game of thrones uh branding and what kind of products would use game of thrones to sell like it's a show about murdering and fucking and murdering while fucking yeah what are you selling with that I mean, the ones that make the most sense to me, and I actually have one from uh, a couple seasons back, are like Amagang Brewery has like some themed beers. Okay. All right. All right. So there's some alcohol. There's also some other products that uh, I think lend 
I think we need an, a, a friendly expert to join us. And uh, so, Michael, I want to bring my dear sweet friend and my sister Amanda on on the show to talk about all the good Game of Thrones merchandise that you and all of our good listeners can buy before and and or after the premiere of Game of Thrones. So without further ado, here we go. Well, we are back with Game of Thrones promotional <laughs> tie-in products expert, Amanda Cushing. Mm. Panders, how everyone. are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. It has been a while. It's, it's been, been a minute. It's been and, a minute. You know, to keep like the record going or whatever, the trend going, I'm going to talk about a lot of murder. And international criminals. And, yes. D.B. Yes. Weiss and David Benioff. Yeah, people <laughs> Showrunners that should of be arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, my, uh, Amanda, we introduced some of this a little bit beforehand that you were going to talk about all the Buckwild products that people have tied to the Game of Thrones brand in preparation for the last season. You Very sent me excited. a couple of these, uh, one or two I had found on my own. Um, what is What are you most excited about? Because I, I, obviously, I think you bring some unique flavors to the show that Michael and I just can't really yell about. So, what do you What do you got on your on your hot plate? Well, so. I feel like we all got the first taste of what it was going to be when we were watching the Super Bowl, that really great game that I totally love, and I wasn't there just for the food, and we got that Bud Light commercial that suddenly turned into a Game of Thrones commercial, and I was like, oh, I am excited for what they're about to do, but then like they dropped stuff like a partnership with the Red Cross promoting blood donation. I was like, what? Okay. So, and then it was called Bleed for the Throne. <laughs> so I have two thoughts on that one. And I like, because I had seen this one briefly. And first of all, I'm glad you brought up the Bud Light one because everyone kind of saw that as sort of a, a gimmicky, like, commercial tie in. To me, that was Bud Light. Wanted to kill that fucking dilly dilly ad campaign, yeah. and conveniently a dragon showed up. Yeah, and th- like I think that was just like, sorry, sorry, frat boys, we're not allowing this anymore. Do you know how like okay, one of my my best friend's husband loves Ren Fair, and last year, oh my goodness, you couldn't walk a foot without someone yelling dilly dilly, and I oh, wanted to kill every Jesus. single one of them. This year, not a single dilly dilly. So thank you, Game of Thrones. For killing. Um, so how how does Game of Thrones how has Game of Thrones affected Renfairs? Because are like people just dressing up like Game of Thrones characters, or is that like a faux pas? No, that's actually uh, the Renfair down here. It happens in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Uh, shout out. Uh, no one. Fuck uh, off. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but they had a Game of Thrones weekend, and oh, they okay. had they had uh, like a throne you could sit on and take photos with. And can you is that of, like a way to spot the normies, the yes. infiltrators? Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Sit on that throne. I would have done that four seasons ago, but now fuck you. Not interested. I've only been to a Ren Fair once, but I had a lot of fun. They're fun. Because you just get to drink and eat giant turkey legs, and yes. there's a lot of weird shows. Yes. And you get to buy something that you later look up on eBay, and you spent $50 at the Ren Fair, but it's $7 on eBay. <laughs> This is not a personal experience story. Did you buy that thing for me? 
and no, then fly to Atlanta. That, that was actually a, a deal. I got a tiara because, you know, it's a tiara. You need one. And uh, it was very pretty. And then I found it on eBay later. Whoops. Um, so your indiscretions aside, I do want to say <laughs> the this quest for the throne like or bleed for the throne thing. It's indicative of a couple of these tie ins that these brands are fucking cowards. Mm-hmm. First of all, the idea that the American Red Cross would spread six thrones around the globe internationally um, for people to hunt down to bleed for the American Red Cross. No, thank you. First of all. Second of all, put one on the seventh continent, you <laughs> fucking cowards. Yeah, if you want to let- make this a quest, make me work for it. And you let know what? Let those penguins maybe w- bleed. Okay. And maybe one in each ocean. <laughs> Just like mm. floating on a barge. See, if, you re- like if you really were a fan, you'd find it. That's the thing, oh, though. This, one this on show... the giant trash island that's floating around. Oh, now we're talking. There. This show is all about adventure and overcoming barriers and killing your best friends and your best friends dying. <laughs> and listen, nothing does that quite like floating out to the f- giant Pacific trash gyro or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> called and trying to walk on it to sit on a garbage throne and then you drown. <laughs> And your um, friends drown. So, this is we're coming up on the eighth and final season of Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we get some prequels, homie. Yeah, but like, why now? Game of Thrones has been a worldwide popular. global phenomenon. Hit. Yeah, yeah, for like the last seven years as well, or seven plus years actually. But and now, just now, we're doing tie-ins. Well, it's well, that weird. Sorry, man. I'll let you talk in a second. Just it's that weird <laughs> moment of. The first couple seasons were like, mm, got to see if this gets traction beyond nerds. And then it's a couple more years of, ugh, still a little nerdy. I don't know. I can't. It's that brand action. You got to con- like working at a big brand. You got to convince the higher ups that like this is an OK move. And then all of a sudden it's the last season. Half the characters have already already been killed and or sexed to death. And it's like, OK, it seems like a safe environment to play in. So now it's we got to get it- in while the getting's good. But it's also, a, it's, it's sh- like, gotta get it in before, like, the train's leaving. You gotta jump on. Like, this is the last time. I don't want prequel energy. Plus, they're trying to build that hype and failing. <clears throat> but, like, I always thought that there was not a whole lot of Game of Thrones kind of tie-ins and merchandise just because the show is ostensibly about murder and sex and sometimes and drinking. very inappropriate rape. And I thought maybe brands were like, yeah, as we a, probably don't want to put our to, names on that. As opposed to the appropriate one. I meant, sorry, I meant appropriate <laughs> scenes of, inappropriate yes. scenes depicting it in a way that probably was a bit much. Yeah, I, and I will say, so previously the, the brand tie-ins that I'd seen were more around like alcohol. Like I actually have like a Game of Thrones beer from like four years ago that Amagang Brewery did. And that makes sense to me. And one of these is like Game of Thrones wine. That's an easy one because like... For some reason, for sure. Atlanta United, when they won the uh, MLS Cup uh, a couple months ago, they have an ML- a, uh, Atlanta United wine here in Atlanta and a Atlanta United gin. So you're going to get alcohol tie-ins just, you know, by osmosis. But, like, it does do, do these things at least have cool names? Some of like, them do. Is it just Game of Thrones wine or is it like... Actually, it, the Game of Thrones wine is very... It's just a Game of Thrones Pinot Noir. Oh, fuck Game off. Game of Thrones Chardonnay. 
like the uh, the packaging looks cool. But so I, I mean, have come like on. I think I have a Amagang uh, Nightwatch Stout and like a Mother of Dragons Red Ale. And that one's Perfect. those are both pretty good. Those are great. Um, but so we get, we have some other ones here, and I mean, I'll let you kind of walk us through. But like, Adidas has a couple shoes that are actually like pretty dope. I, yeah. I don't mind telling you they're a pretty dope. Um, but Amanda, what's your what's your favorite one? I have one I want to scream about in a minute, but I don't think Michael knows about that. So you walk us through your your most hated product here. Okay, so. I don't know. If you've ever met me in person, there's two <laughs> things that I really, really like. Mountain Dew and makeup. And somehow Game of Thrones is like, hey, let's really fuck over Amanda this year. <laughs> let's release a Mountain Dew product and a makeup product. Get her hopes up and then be like, Haha, fuck you. So uh, first, we're, we're going to talk about this Mountain Dew can. And uh, the only way to see this Game of Thrones kill list is on a cold can of Mountain Dew. Okay, so it has a kill list on it? It's it's Arya's kill list. And it's white when you get the can. And then when you cool it, all of the names appear, but some of the names are crossed, crossed off. But what I don't like is this is going to be not hopefully not accurate at the end of this upcoming season maybe it updates in real time you don't know oh Oh, shit okay Mm -hmm. well then if that happens then we will (laughs) record an update where i will love this i i will say that my the thing i love about this can is that someone finally found a kind of interesting use for the Coors Light uh, (laughs) Mountain Blue Blue, uh, technology in the can. That that is true. I do like this article that you sent about uh, Mountain Dew. I don't know if this was their their thing or if this was actually from Mountain Dew, but it says when it's warm, a can has no name. It's just white (laughs) and brandless. Like, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um. I'll say this about this can. I forgot because I've only I haven't read the books in a long time. I forgot that um, Melisandre, the Red Woman, is on Arya's list to kill. Me too. How yeah, about right. That? Why is she there? Um, because she sold Gendry. Yes. Away oh. to people, but that doesn't really happen in the show as much. She just gives him some good sex times. Some good sex times. Well, actually, some bad sex times. He didn't have a good time. He was the no, one person who didn't get to have good sex times with Melisandre. Mm. <laughs> um, but what I'm really mad about is I don't remember the flavor, but Mountain Dew does have a white flavor, and it's like a white-blue flavor, and it's not good, but that should be the flavor of this So can. okay, just standard not. Mountain Dew? Or is it's it just does standard it Mountain Dew, mm. and it says Game of Thrones with the Mountain Dew logo next to it? Okay, so I was gonna sit on this one, uh, Amanda, before, like, after you got into um, the makeup stuff. But since you yes. brought that up, I can't not talk about this. Um, so, I think the big one, the most obvious tie-in, are Game of Thrones Oreo, mm-hmm. which seem Game of Thrones Oreo. You say yes, yes, Michael. If I said to you, "Hey, guess what?" There were four variations for the four big competing houses or like, you know, antagonists still on the board um, for the sigil, distinct, the crest, obviously you, you, you put that say, on the 
put that on the cookie. You say sigil on the cookie, that's it? Yeah. You're a fucking coward, just oh, like the biscuit. Oh, and the, the color. I mean, obviously, the inside would have to be colored, the right... Just the, just the color? Michael, you're, ta- you you're saying to this to a man who ate a whole sleeve of Peeps-flavored Oreos just to see if his poop would turn pink. Well, what flavor would you want the Lannister one to be? Blood and wine? Michael, are you... You sent me a list because I was yelling about this previously, not about this specific thing, of, I don't know, 118 different <laughs> distinct good point. flavors of Oreos. Yeah. And yep. the cowards at Nabisco can't drum up four shitty, like, I don't know, like toothpaste, mint, like mint toothpaste flavored Oreos for the Night King. What they need to do is, you know how they have the icebreakers gum? They basically need to put that into mm-hmm. a cream and bam, you have the White Walker uh, oh, filling. Oh, man. Oh, and the then, White Walker do too. They should have done that. And then uh, for the dragons, either do like a... Red chili, Hots? Uh, yeah, Red Hots. Oh, And God. then for... Your wife would buy a million of those. How dare you? For the Starks and the Lannisters, kill a wolf and a lion, distill their taste, and put them in the cookies, you cowards. Oh, God, I'm glad that's you're not on idea. camera right now. No, that's a great <laughs> idea. That's, I've always wanted to know what a lion distilled into a taste would be like. You're, you guys are like a, the serial killer version of Paul Rudd and Anchorman with Sex Panther. <laughs> I, don't, I don't just want to wear a cougar's blood. I want to taste it. Oh, so I'm looking at the Oreos here, and wait. Oh, okay. So they do have the the. Okay, at least they, they have put the wolf the sigil. on it. Yeah, okay. they put the sigils for the the, stars, the first picture the I King, saw. The Lannisters and some other fuck. The first picture I saw just looked like a normal Oreo with just a different packaging, and I was like, "That is a fucking." All myth. I'm saying, if these these ding dongs spent millions of dollars arranging this corporate tie-in, this cross cross promotional tie-in. And all they did was change the fucking cookie and the packaging. Like, this is a company that has, at any Publix in the in the country, or in the Southeast, 40 distinct flavors. I can just buy carrot cake and, like, onion Oreos. Yeah, exactly. And I can't get something cool for Game of Thrones? Fuck you guys, you cowards. They, they clearly did this last minute. This was somebody's project, and then they forgot about it, and then they were like, oh, fuck. I need to turn something in. But that's the thing. I just saw a, so Oreo released a video where they recreated the like the title scene, like the opening credit scene of like all the castles being built. They did stop motion Oreos. Like it was being built with Oreos and like pieces of Oreo. Like that video took months of work. Like months of work. No no doubt about it. And then they're like, "Oh shit, we have to make Oreos too." And <laughs> that's actually, what they came up with. And they actually already have the um, red hot Oreos. So like, yeah, they, they just have mint those. ones too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just like Mountain Dew already has, I don't know, some horseshit frosty white flavor. They could have done anything. This this angers me to to no end. It looks um, like the it looks like that might have been discontinued. Even better, white bring flavor. back a limited yeah, edition flavor for yeah. when winter comes again. God. I- <laughs> so continuing on the trend of it not matching. You know, like, they should have flavors to match the sigils. We're going to jump over to the makeup. Mm, because the flavors. Mm-mm-mm. Flavors of makeup. Listen. <laughs> now, you you look at this like, I Is saw... it all just like uh, like Dr. Pepper lip smackers? No. <laughs> like the... I, I would actually appreciate that more for some of this stuff. I mean, give me a nice Sprite lip smacker for the Night King. And I think like a spicy Dr. Pepper for the Lannisters. An orange crush for the Tyrells. I'm kind of into it. Bring it back. It's time. 
I would actually like that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But so you can tell that they put so much time into the packaging, like the uh the uh, eyeshadow palette. You open it up and there's a quote on it. And it's from Daenerys and it's, she's like talking about breaking the, the wheel. And then when you open it, it there's an Iron Throne there. And it's mm-hmm. really awesome. But then you pull out the eyeshadows and they're separated into four parts. And it's uh, basically the White Walker part, the Winterfell part, um, King's Landing, and then Bay of Dragons. Bay of Dragons is not a thing. Yes, I know, exactly. Gosh! But uh, the colors don't... The only colors that match are the White Walker ones. They have (laughs) a black that's take the black. Ooh, that's kind of lazy. Mm. They have a white that's White Walker. Again, lazy. And then Frozen North is really pretty, and Free Folk is like a silver, so they're like Mm, blue. I like those. Those are nice. So it, and then they have like an uh, a little highlighter shade that's pretty, whatever. But the next ones, uh, Winterfell, they have like a pinky, a pink, a purple, a brown, a green, and a like a dull gold. It, I'm like, what? What does that have to do with Winterfell? Exactly, because of all the blood and hay. And also, <laughs> the brown color is called Winter is here. What? Yeah, because you know when winter shows up and it's all brown. Yeah. It sucks. The brown winter. It's just... I will say about this box, which, again, looks very nice. It's very cool packaging. Um, It does just look like four vape pens, two mini swords, and four, like, vials of vape juice that you can just (laughs) refill your vape pens with. Yes. In a box that looks like (laughs) Westeros and Essen. That's it. Yes. Actually, the uh, swords... They have two eyeshadow brushes, and one is a uh, long claw, and one is needle. which again looks pretty cool. But like, to you can't use them. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It looks unusable. Like you'd be poking yourself. What would have been cooler again if it was the eyeshadow brush was just the like sheath for the sword, so you had to yes. unsheath long claw, long claw, and then just use the brush to do your eye stuff. Exactly. That'd be interesting. But so it's just all of these like and then they have like Daenerys's colors are all purple. That's okay. And like maybe if this was made in like the first season when she's wearing, you know, that like nice purpley see through dress. Well, she has purple you know? eyes in the books, not in the in show. In the books, though. <laughs> I would, all I'm going to say is I think the uniting theme, other than the one we're about to get into because we're running out of time here. Um, the uniting theme of this is that. There's so much work on the like cool branding and packaging. Mm-hmm. So they're just all hat and no cattle. Exactly. Nothing is cool about this. This is such like, it's just wasted effort. You get this. so excited and then you get let down because it sucks. Luckily, yeah. our good friend alcohol is there to save us all. Yes. Yes. Alcohol. Michael, I think I sent you one of these. Did you have a time to click through the Game of Thrones single wall whiskey whiskey? Article. Single malt misky. Single um, malt miskies. Yeah, I was looking at those, and I, they're like real whiskeys too. Yeah, this they're is, really good. And they're like you can tell actual thought went into it. So they went around to almost every or the, the seven big Scottish distilleries and had them like do a custom bottle and custom artwork for each house that was still in the game. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, they have Lagavulin. 
Talisker. But they also like tied each of them to like a specific like region or like history of the house that it was all for, which was like pretty cool. Like one was from the like the like the uh Midlands, so they were by the river, so that's for House Tully. One was just next to a cliff, so that was for uh one of them I forgot I fucking forget. Um or for the Lannisters for Casterly Rock. Uh it's just like they put actual thought into it, which seemed to be not a thing in any any of these other ones. Um and then of course there's just the Johnny Walker, uh White Walker Scotch, which <laughs> The label's cool, so that's fine. <laughs> it's a it's a White Walker wearing a top hat and holding an umbrella, and I'm pretty into that. <laughs> I actually I actually purchased one of these. I think I got the um the House Lannister one for one of my friend's birthdays, and it comes in this really nice tube that like has like real gold on it and stuff. And real gold, like, you say? Yeah, real gold. Real gold. It it was so nice and. He didn't let me have any of it, but uh, wow, he told what a me good it was friend. very delicious. <laughs> what a good friend. <laughs> but Dude, this Johnny Walker bottle is amazing, though. Man, yeah. you said you bought the Lannister one? Yes. You bought a $130 bottle of scotch for your buddy? No, it was only... There was I know another you, one. I know what you got me for Christmas, and uh, <laughs> I got... We got we got beef to settle, homie. I really wish I liked scotch more, because I, well, I would buy one of each of these. Uh, Apparently, they're not selling well enough. Yeah, the only ones that were them. gone was uh, House Stark and uh, the Black, Those uh, the fucking Night's Watch one. Those fucking Jon Snow fanboys. So, well, no, here's the problem, though. Like, scotch drinkers, especially people who are going to drink, like, really expensive single malt scotches, are probably, like, too uppity to buy these. Well, like, and you're not, you're not getting, like, the fanboys to buy a $130 bottle yeah, most that's of the fair. time. I will say, so, like... Again, these are just like the best Scotch whiskeys that you can get. <laughs> but like, it's also so like uh, House Targaryen uh, is uh, Cardew Gold, which was a distillery pioneered by two women, Helen Cumming and her daughter in law Elizabeth during the 1800s, which is fun. That's a nice little touch. Um, so, like, they actually, again, put thought into this, but. These are good, good whiskeys. And mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, I guess there's no reason to buy it unless if you're not a Game of Thrones fanboy. But I mean, the boxes in the bot or the you know, the the containers in the bottles are also pretty badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I so uh, Amanda knows this. Our dad has a expansive beer can collection from like the 70s and 80s. Like, and at la- like when I actually looked at it worth several thousands of dollars to the right beer can collector which god knows how to find that person um and <laughs> reddit so, so, yeah exactly <laughs> something about him's like i should just have this whole set but i know i'm just gonna drink all of it <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true well that's the problem like you don't you don't want to drink it, but also you don't want to just have a hundred bottle hundred dollar bottle of single malt scotch sitting on your right and and anything I mean that again though is like something about this merchandise that like there's no real reason to keep it or like even try it like the Oreos I'll just buy normal Oreos <laughs> if you'd sold me a Targaryen sleeve of Oreos that if I ate enough of them my poop would come out as actual fire. You know I would try that for this show, but now I can't. I don't have that option. If my poop came out blue when when I ate the like Night King's Oreos, yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> but I don't have a reason to go get these Oreos. Oreos should lean in to this thing where like the different 
what flavors can, what make can your poop we look different. Michael Cushing, his poop will turn into. <laughs> Maybe I'll poop a dragon. Yeah, I can eat these Oreos. Thank you. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, now I'm the father of dragons. Thank you. I did my due diligence. I I walked through fire and flame, and now I have a dragon that I pooped out. This Glen Doolin Select uh, is only twenty eight dollars, which is the House Tully. I wonder hmm. why it's only $28. Because hmm. it's House Tully and they fucking suck. Oh, I know why. Because the tasty notes are orange and clove. No, thank you. <laughs> Michael, would you poop a dragon if given the option? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Full grown? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I don't, well, I think that's I don't think do that's it. pooping a dragon as much as the dragon just well, um, exiting Tyrion, from my body Tyrion like an alien. It does say in season five or six that uh, before Danny's dragons, the largest dragons that the Targaryens were breeding were only the size of cats. So really, you're only pooping a cat-sized well, dragon. I, I kind of want a cat-sized dragon, though. Yeah. What if the only way you could get it was to poop it? By eating I would be after, worth it. Poop it after eating three sleeves of Targaryen Oreos. <laughs> Not to like throw out how bad Cushing's are with anatomy and reproduction, but isn't that just basically having a baby at that point? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're worse than I am at this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen. That's you basically are describing Empreg. I mean, oh Jesus. Well, 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 hey, guess what? On that note, this segment's done. <laughs> Amanda, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Guess what? We're gonna edit out of that segment. Nothing. One word. Empreg. One word. The word you just said. Um, all right. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for joining us. Everyone, we'll catch you in just a second. You know what we didn't cover <laughs> during that? All the bad sex in Game of Thrones. Well, speaking of the kind of sex you just don't want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't know anything I know, about that. I, I, I know we didn't get into too much sex talk about Game of Thrones, even though that's like 90% of the show at this it's point. Weird, yeah. Um, the Oreos made it seem inappropriate for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> um. So in Amsterdam, they're oh, good. They're, they're typically very prude in Amsterdam. You know they don't. I've I've heard not very sex forward. You can now visit a five D porn cinema in Amsterdam. Um, and the D's don't stand for dicks. Okay, well, hold on. I have okay. Go proceed. <laughs> I I I I have questions about the number of. The number and D's? like formulation of D's. of D's, like what is the composition of the D? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, you know, I mean, there's the typical 3D, right? Your three yeah. dimensions. Um, there are four D rides where they have like things that move. So think kind of like a, like where you're watching an IMAX screen, but your, your chair is bouncing around and shit. Yeah, Michael, we've all been on Ratatouille, the 4D culinary adventure. Obviously. All right, please. Um... But the five, the fifth D to them is the air, water, and wind jets that accompany the moving chairs. No, no how dare you? Because, no, I've been on a 4D ride yes. at any number of theme parks, and they include me getting blasted in the face by a cold jet of air or water, okay? You can't. With the moving seats, too, though? Yes, please. How dare you? Well, that's 5D, then. You were there. 
What about smell-o-vision? Where does that fall? <laughs> I mean, there might be smells, because it does say it, it's... The, the point is to um, kind of peak all five of your senses. So taste... Okay. I don't know how taste comes in either. Maybe the okay, air is... Can I, can I say this? <laughs> I don't care to find out. Thank you, Amsterdam Sex Show. I don't need taste involved in this one. Thanks. No, thank you. So yes, it features bouncing chairs as well as air, wind, and water jets to help stimulate all five senses, offering viewers a totally immersive experience. It says, um, I, "Man, okay, I have, I have so many problems with this. Not First, just the amount of D's. No, that I mean that is specifically five D's. Okay, hey, Amsterdam pornos. Guess what?" I can't even imagine the hubris it takes to look over at the Imagineers at Walt Disney Studios who are only working with four dimensions and doing, can I say, the Lord's work with A Bug's Life. And they're going to be like, hey, Disney, I don't care how many Imagineers you have on staff. I don't care how much magic you're working. We've got dicks flying out at you in this one. How about that? Five Ds. What's up? How the hubris of this is just unbelievable. But the one thing that Disney doesn't have, like it's you cock. said, is dicks flying at you <laughs> during these things. I, see, I think that they just... No, 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 Michael. That's the thing, though. Disney famously, <laughs> Disney animators and Imagineers famously will work dicks into their programming. You know, like uh, when Simba lays down on, on the grass and yeah, all the sex. pollen shoots out and says sex... They're there. You the just have to the know the boner how to look in uh, Little Mermaid. Yes, they're putting cocks in there, but you have to fucking work for it. They're not, it's not a cheap thrill. It's like it's for the savvy connoisseur of the Disney experience. It's it's the people who have the most imagination who can actually appreciate and see the Imagineer's vision and boner. No, nah, man, they just want to put this. They just want to put the D right in your face, though. And that's because that's how Michael. Amsterdam rolls, right? Sure, it's just it's just a cheap. Sec- I mean, like th- that's just the cheapest, lowest trick in the book. That's all I'm saying. I think they're just confusing dimensions for senses. Yeah, where'd they find that fifth D though? <laughs> like three dimensions that makes sense. We all live in four dimensions because the fourth dimension is time. Like Michael, so- if, if this porno can shoot me back, if it's if this porno is so good that it shoots me back in time and I get to like punch baby Hitler in the mouth. <laughs> And then I come back. I'm like, "Whoa, that was a pretty good porno." <laughs> I just been great. The fact that they say they want to help stimulate all five senses in a porno, in a, in, a, in a room filled with 18 people watching a porno. How I do not look. I'm fine with just the the one, two, possibly three senses when it comes to sex. I do not need the fourth and fifth ones involved. Yeah. No. Um. Michael. Thoughts I've never had after watching, like during or after watching and finishing a porn. It's certainly not. I wish to two things. Two, two things. Hmm. Really wish there had been more people here. And two, I really wish I had tasted that. Three, I really wish I had smelled that one. But despite the smut that will be screened, the owner, Natalie, claims the picture house is suitable place. She claims the picture house is a suitable place to spend an evening with your loved ones, and she described it being a bit like an amusement park. 
You're, we are definitely not just going after tourists for our audience. Uh, that can't possibly... Uh, first of all, um, Come I Come with your friend. wife. Have a laugh. I know, again, I know that there are couples out there who watch porn together, and that's got to be healthy and fun and really great. Proud of you guys. Um, tried it before. It didn't work out. Um, <laughs> but, like, I can't really imagine that there are that many couples I mean, like, in a centralized cosmopolitan location that both like to watch porn together and also like to watch porn together with up to 18 other people and three like to watch porn together up to with up to 18 people and also want to taste it <laughs> like, that, that venn diagram must be so vanishingly small i'm not gonna lie if i was in amsterdam i might go to this theater i mean especially well hi yeah that's probably pretty good but okay they say that you will leave the experience will leave you feeling energized. Lots of things happen so fast when you're in the audience that when it's finally all over, you're left feeling energized. You want to get back out there, have a beer or a coffee and talk, process what just happened. And what just happened is 18 people all came, all at, came one time. at the same time. Oh, that's where the smell comes in. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> And the pictures, the pictures for all of these things show very attractive people, a lot of women watching this all together and smiling and laughing. I have to imagine the actual experience is a lot more like 350 pound sweaty dudes. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, no, even just in shape, sweaty dudes <laughs> doing this all by themselves. I have to to, uh, to that point, Michael. I can't, again, I cannot imagine two parts of that sentence you just said being even a little bit remotely attractive to anyone. One, a lot of things happening at once <laughs> in your porn. Not super into that. And then two, wanting to reconvene with not just the people you know, but again, the other 18 people you're watching this with and discuss what just happened. Because <laughs> I know we've said this before, but like, Actually, we've only said this before about, like, sexual encounters. This must be, like, triply true for porn. Whenever I'm done, the only thing that I can think is, thank God no one was here to see that. <laughs> yeah, the last thing I want to do after watching a porn is think about it. <laughs> <laughs> or so I thought. Now I, I realize the last thing, the actually last thing is to discuss it with someone else who was watching it with me. Oh, so are you guys ashamed of yourselves too? Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Every every part of that was bad for me. Uh, the worst part was that there weren't eighteen other tabs open. I thought that was weird. I wish there were eighteen other screens open that I could click through. That didn't happen. So, um, that was bad. And also, wow, I really hate myself. How are you guys doing? Yeah. And only one. This is only one film is going to be shown. How do you, how does anyone watch porn like that? What if the movie's bad? Yeah. It's like I'm not into this. The smells in here are terrible. I want a different one. <laughs> Also, who's, uh, I mean, this has to be true of every porn theater, but who's cleaning up after this? Um, this porn tastes bad. I think it's, I think it's past its prime. This porn is definitely on keto. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like. Five D's though. I'm just thinking about at this point, now that any, if this is a thing that I have to worry about, not that I have to worry about it, but like. 
any movie theater could be doing this. I'm, you know, I'm gearing up to watch Avengers in like Endgame in in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a three hour film. That's a lot of time for weirdos to come in the seats all around me. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but you also get you also get hit in the face with water. I hope it's water. I don't know. Um, and you no, get like that, puffs that's of- just the dust of all your best friends being disintegrated <laughs> by Thanos. Now that's a ride that I don't want any part of. Thanos killing all my best friends, and then the Walt Disney Corporation shooting me with dust in the face. Yeah, that would have been great if, like, at the premiere of Infinity War, if at the end of the movie, you, like, went to get up and you looked around and, like, half the fucking theater was gone. That's some. That would be some pretty good viral right? marketing. That would have been great. The only thing left was piles of jizz where they once sat. <laughs> In Avengers Infinity Bone. So, just on that note, so my sister was supposed to record with us tonight rather than, you know, tomorrow. Uh, and she she had a headache, so she couldn't join us tonight. But she said, when I was like, okay, we'll probably just record the rest of the episode tonight and, and kind of plus you in. She's like, no, that's fine. You probably guys will probably talk about dicks too much anyway, so I don't really <laughs> want to be on the show. It's like, no, come on. <laughs> To be fair, we're not specifically talking about dicks. Yeah, anyone can jizz. It's dick adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's dick adjacent. It's not like right on it. I mean, and hey, if if this movie theater owner is to be believed, it's more than half women who are totally into this one. This oh, experience yeah. is just for the ladies. I mean, the, the picture of the people opening it um, it is, there are seven people in this picture and only one guy is, is there. The rest and, of them are, are ladies. So and can I say this? He looks exactly like the kind of guy who would open a 5D porn theater with six women. <laughs> yes. Healthy chin strap beard. <laughs> I want to say he's wearing designer sweatpants. That's what that looks like. Yeah, this is, this is my guy. Most likely. All Michael, five senses, though. That's what I was just going to say. I don't want to taste porn. I just don't. Or smell it. <laughs> we talked about this last episode, but, like, when porn went to HD, that was, like, almost too much. Mm-hmm. And, and then when it went to like, 60 frames per second? Yeah. I don't need... And like, now it's VR? Like, come on, man. No, thank you. What are we even doing here? What are we... Come on. Especially for... I mean, I can only imagine what kids in the future are, are going to grow up into. Because, like, I still remember. I'm sure you do, Michael. Our porn, loading pixel by pixel, line by line. It took 20 minutes to get one glossy JPEG. <laughs> that may our, or may not include boobs. Our just porn, a JPEG. Our porn looked like this. Oh, God. What are you sending me? <laughs> <laughs> that was our porn when we were kids. <laughs> Since this is an audio medium... Michael just sent me a picture of a chicken breast sliced down the middle <laughs> and someone holding it, the slice open. It's from an article about a um, <laughs> a cordon bleu recipe that they that sliced is, them in a very... That is the most suggestive food yes. picture I've ever seen. And not just because in the background there are rolls of ham surrounded by small tomatoes. Uh, it gets just, better if you watch the video. I don't want to. Oh, God. 
because they fill the sl- they fill the slot with the ham and cheese, oh, and then they and then they coat it in a very white liquid. There's got to be a better way to do that. And the video is just somebody's hands like caressing the the slit that they have made in the chicken repeatedly. I will say though, outrage culture online. Obviously, there are there are more than enough to draw its ire, but like. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, yes, it looks ridiculous and appears highly sexual, but... They clearly did it on purpose, though. But it's not offensive, vile... Well, it is a little kinky, I guess, if you're... Well, if you're into weird... Oh, man. Chicken stuff. Nah, Michael, <laughs> I want out of this one. I've dug myself a hole. I don't really want to get into it. Keep digging. Um. So, yeah, you got anything for me to... <sighs> well, I mean, it's To cleanse seems- the palate? It After seems we like tasted we this sh- porn. It seems like we should either go into Tom Hiddleston's Chinese Centrum Silver sex commercial Ooh. or the dog man. Wow. Those I'll are both you. excellent choices. I feel like I really just want to talk about Tom Hiddleston's Chinese Centrum Silver commercial. I think yeah. So okay, let's do it. Since we talked about Avengers and uh one of my very best friends who died in Avengers Endgame. Oops, spoiler. Um so, Michael, you know, there's like, it feels like a couple years ago, there was like that kind of sense that like if American actors, they could just go to like Japan or China and like make commercials and get like a ton of money and mm-hmm. no one would ever know about them. Yes, because it was hard to find them, especially behind the Great fi- the Great Firewall. Right. Um, they didn't they didn't come out as much. You, you might catch a billboard like somebody might be visiting and be like, oh, I saw this billboard with so and so on it. But you didn't get to see the whole commercial. You didn't really get to see it. But that has changed in the last couple of years, obviously, as the Internet has broadened and like China has become a little bit more free with like the information flowing in and out. Um, but Western actors still go to China and do very good things. I would fucking do it. Why not? Uh, hell yeah. Why the hell not? Um, because if not for me looking out for what's on Weibo.com, like, I don't really think I would ever have known about Tom Hiddleston going to China and doing a Centrum commercial where he cooks breakfast for a lady, a sexy lady, who he's apparently having very deep relationships with, uh, <laughs> From a first por- person point of view, yeah, and it w- it's weird though that we don't find out about this unless we search it out. Like, I feel like this is the type of shit that Twitter used to be good for. This is, yeah, now Twitter is just a bastion of just Nazis, also, yeah. and then just like that outrage bullshit. And this is the news that I need from Twitter. Mm-hmm. I need to know when Tom Hiddleston does a Chinese commercial. That's all. I just, just is that too much to ask? And the big thing about this is, one, it's for Centrum, <laughs> which is so important because I, I mean, we're going to get into the swing of this after we walk through the commercial itself. So it opens with a – we just see like a first-person view of a woman in a row walking down a flight of stairs into a kitchen. And then just she, she just sees Tom Hiddleston wearing a white dress shirt and pants and a black apron. And he just turns around and says, oh, there you are. Made you breakfast. <laughs> you look great, by the way. And hands her a plate full of vegetables and a heart-shaped egg, which, by the way, does look like a McDonald's, like, slice rooney of an egg log for a, a McMuffin. And first of all, I have to say, as, as he hands her the plate, 
you freeze frame with the egg on top and he cracks some nice fresh pepper on it as he says pepper on top right and then he hands her the plate and from left to right as best i can tell it is a row of blackberries carrots mm-hmm. sauteed broccoli and these are these are all it's like a stripe of them a it's a cob salad of the most ridiculous ingredients possible um broccoli uh corn diced tomatoes and then i believe pomegranate seeds and like i'm going to go ahead and say a quarter pound of each one of those ingredients yeah. With a single egg, fried egg on top. It's it's not only a weird amalgamation of foods, it is a lot of food. Just a lot of like weird food with like not enough egg to go around. And by the way, the egg is cooked to shit and back. That is <laughs> over hard if I've ever seen one, which by the way, hey Tom, also over hard. How are you? Hey yo. Um I love how at the beginning, though, he has to say, like, I finished early, so I popped by and made you breakfast. So it's so they ha- so it's kind of like I'm, I'm I'm not here. We weren't here having sex and I'm making you breakfast. Like, I, I just popped over. Right. Also, I finished early from, I don't know, my Tom Hiddleston sex work <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> so I came back to your house and broke in to cook you breakfast. Yeah, which is weird. Like. If yeah, if somebody just showed up and made me breakfast while I was sleeping, like I don't care who you are, if you don't live with me, that's a weird thing to do, right? Also, just the timing involved. Like you don't know when I'm waking up. To be fair, though, he didn't actually make anything other than that one heart-shaped egg. He, Mike, are you kidding me? He sautéed carrots, broccoli. <laughs> he I don't think they're sautéed. That all just that just looks that just looks that looks raw. It looks sautéed to me, homie. Mm. Um, but. <laughs> So, so then it, it, he walks away and starts putting on his jacket and just says, well, I'll probably be a bit busy in the coming weeks, but I'll make it up to you soon, I promise. Which, like, okay, yeah, we get that you have Avengers Endgame coming out, bud. Even though you turned to, well, he didn't turn to dust, he just got dead. Um, <laughs> he got real dead. He got, like, mega dead. Yeah. But then he also has a Disney, like, streaming service show coming out, so, like, all right, I guess make your Centrum Silver commercial. Um, but apparently people in China really like this commercial and are like super down to clown with Tom Hiddleston. I mean, he's great. Did, you, did I ever tell you about that I saw him in London? No. When me and Rachel were there? Yeah, we were walking down a street. At, um, we were coming back from, from dinner. So it was kind of dark out. And we just kind of looked over and there was like a ton of people standing there and there was like a guy who was coming out of the restaurant, a different restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, clearly that guy's famous. But we like looked over and I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, and we like kind of looked it up and we like tried to ask somebody and we're like, Tom Hiddleston. I was like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. And I looked him wow. up and I was like, oh, fuck, it's Loki. It's Loki. <laughs> and then as soon as you realize that, he just like stopped in his tracks and like sniffed the air a little bit. And he's just like, it smells like someone came. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but what's funny is that Rachel, when we saw, um, I don't remember which which movie we made her go see, whether it was one of the Avengers movies or whatever. But you know, there's Thor, sure, and then there's there's Loki, and she was like, I don't understand why everyone thinks Thor is so hot. Like, uh, I find uh, Loki uh, much uh, more attractive. God, she's so weird. <laughs> Me and Curtis just like made fun of her incessantly because we're like. Because he's fucking Thor. Are you kidding me? 
have you seen this man? Um, but then when she saw him, when we saw him like in his normal everyday clothes and not Loki clothes, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, like, he's a handsome dude. If you've seen the Night Manager, he's, he's, a, he's a tall, skinny guy with dark hair and st- and like a stubble beard goatee thing. Like she has a type. That's all I'm saying. Right, you and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, look at this picture of him in the tie. I mean, that like I looked at that at first and I was like, holy shit, how'd they get this picture of me with these Centra bottles? That's what I thought. And Michael, yeah. hey, guess what? I've had you up on the Google Hangout for couple minutes now. And I mean, wait, let me... Boy, if you could smell it over here. Whoo, boy, howdy. <laughs> it's a good thing that Google Hangout doesn't have smell-o-vision. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. So, apparently, one, he has an official Weibo account what? where he has more than 600,000 followers, and he promoted this Centrum commercial to just saying with... Here's something special for all of you at breakfast time. Wishing all my friends in China a great start to their day. <laughs> and then it's just a lot of... Chinese women thirsty after time. Very Hiddleston. thirsty. Very so thirsty. thirsty. And, Michael, I really want to talk about this because, and first of all, at one point in the commercial, after he hands her the breakfast, he's also like, oh, and here's your Centrum, and <laughs> moves a bottle and then slowly turns it so you see the women, like the Centrum for women tag on the bottom. <laughs> um, and I want to how talk to you, Michael. You think, how much do you think... Like, when they do a commercial like this, how much do you think they get paid? Are we talking, like, in the millions? I want to say Hundreds he got of paid. thousands? I, I want to say he got paid a ton of money, and I have a thought about this, but first I want to talk about, Michael, you have to remember, because I remember distinctly when I was a kid seeing Centrum Silver commercials, it was oh, yeah. all about, hey, old people, you still want to bang, right? Yeah. And yeah, that it was, was, yeah, it was like, hey, you want to stay healthy enough to bang. That was it. That was just all of it. And I think, like... Probably like 12 years ago, I remember seeing a commercial. So probably like around 2015 or whatever. I don't know what year it is. Um, a commercial of like young people playing strip poker and like a woman loses a hand and she's sitting there with her bra on and she's like, and like the two guys like fist bump as she like reaches behind to take off her bra and then. <laughs> A janitor, like, behind them, turns the light on and is like, hey, y'all get out of here. And then they come back to the table, and it's just old people sitting around just, like, naked, playing strip <laughs> poker. And they're just like, Centrum, for when you want to stay young. <laughs> and, like, and, but like, and also, like, Nelly, like, Nelly's Hot in Here was playing, <laughs> like, was the soundtrack for this commercial. And, like, of that course. was, that was Centrum trying to, like, become cool again <laughs> in the U.S. Yes. Well, it's and, called silver for a reason. And that's what I want to talk about. I feel like this is a brilliant marketing move, and I feel like a lot of American companies are getting there, and I feel like Centrum is in a super good position to actually pull it off because it's not Centrum Silver. It's just Centrum mm-hmm. now in China. And also, it's like, you think about the size of the Chinese market. Huge. Oh, yeah. You also think about America. We're like, okay, obviously a lot of old people. More and more all the time. They're living forever. We got that one cornered. Old people, they need Centrum. (laughs) But we have such an opportunity here to pivot and rebrand ourselves. Like, we fucked it up in the U.S. Like, Centrum in the U.S. is just for olds. We've lost that millennial market. China, all we need is a handsome British man to cook me breakfast and sell me Centrum. What's crazy, though, is that, like... Okay, for example, Wilford Brimley in Cocoon... (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yep. About about old people dying. Yeah. 
He was 49 years old in that movie. <sighs> that's just and, bad genetics. Right. But like, that's what happened. Like, when you see. I've been alive now for 37, almost 37 years. I have memories of approximately 32 years of that. My grandma has always been fucking old. Mm-hmm. But like 35 years ago or 32 years ago, my grandma was only like 50 something. Right. But she's always been really old. And I look at my parents now and I'm like, they're in their 60s. Tom Cruise is 56. Brad Pitt right. is 55. George Clooney is 57. Like old people aren't old anymore. Nope. Well, some of them are pretty fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like the like the old celebrities aren't old anymore. Right. So like the people you, you see that you're like, oh, who, who would have been like, you know, like Paul Newman being old and like silver haired and shit now. That's the thing. As far as I remember, like Centrum Silver never used like good looking old celebrities to, to hawk their product. It was just old folks being like, hey. We're old and still want to fuck. Like, that was it. <laughs> like, it was just normal old folk who. Like, Pierce Brosnan is 65. Yeah. And you know what? He probably takes a reasonable regimen of multivitamins every day. Yeah. But you don't see him out there hawking Centrum because that's a young man's game now. <laughs> Daniel Craig is 51. He just played Bond. Yeah, whatever. That is kind of crazy when you think about the uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones is probably going to be the next uh, James Bond, and he's like 35. Yeah. I did see that Tom Hiddleston, it says in this article, it very specifically says a 38-year-old Tom Hiddleston. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I'm within spitting distance of that. I mean, he might, again, he might as well be you. For all I know, I'm looking at just, man, fuck, just... I'm tasting you, but I'm just, just I'm just an young, American I'm just an American Tom Hiddleston. Just a young, tasty Tom Hiddleston. If things had just been slightly different, it could have been me in those movies. Just a couple a, a couple, couple different stars okay. aligned differently. God <laughs> damn. Different things. If I had like been an actor and like good and like Charming more attractive and, and a little bit a little oh. bit more handsome. We know <laughs> you got that one pretty much on point, but like funnier and just better. Like, yeah, just yeah, like that a been better. Good better version of me mm-hmm. like if i had drive and motivation i could have been tom hiddleston like if you had just been tom hiddleston i if i had just been tom hiddleston i could have been tom hiddleston yeah man how about that well michael if you need to clean yourself up after <laughs> these horrendous last couple of segments we have we've had well buddy i've got a deal for you bud um i know a couple of weeks ago we talked about the um average use of toilet paper in this country and i believe it was what one roll a week yes per person per person per week which is an unconscionable amount of toilet paper good lord your butts yeah it's destroying it's destroying the canadian forests yes well our good friends at Charmin are finally doing something to put a stop to the deforestation of the world and to really help you get your damn shit under control (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At all levels. Michael, they have introduced a new toilet paper that Chaboy could probably use. I-, I think one roll of this good, good toilet paper would probably last me for six to eight months. Oh. The average consumer, Charmin says, can last up to one month. And despite putting a time limit on the toilet paper, they are now calling it the forever roll. The forever roll can last up to a month. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. I don't think they, once again, I do not think people understand what words mean. Nope. Especially marketers. Hey, it's it's your boy. (laughs) Um, But this toilet paper is so good and so strong. It comes with a free stand and um, starts at $30 per roll. $30? Sorry, a starter kit starts at $30. What is in the starter kit? Is that the The, stand? uh, The stand. Replacement rolls are sold at either $5.99 or $9.99, depending on the size of the forever roll. Fuck you guys. Come on, Charmin. But um, it's just a toilet paper holder. Like, they have these already. I mean, it is a pretty nice, sturdy toilet paper. Well, Well, yeah, because it has to hold this fucking giant roll of toilet paper. Michael, that's the thing. I want to talk about this because your average ho-hum wall-mounted toilet paper holder cannot... Could not even contain this behemoth of a of a roll. This is an industrial size, like it's it's probably bigger than the commercial pooper holder on your like I can't I, I can't talk. Toilet paper holder in like your corporate shitter. Yeah. This is a massive toilet paper roll, but of like good stuff. It's not that single ply sandpaper shit you're getting at work. It's that good good. That's it's, Charmin Ultra Strong. It says the septic and clog safe product comes in multi-use and single-use sizes. What the fuck does that does it mean I'm like one person to, versus Michael? I'm starting to worry people? that even though this this article was published on April 5th, that it was an April Fool's. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh no, Michael, no. I think it's an Aww. April Fool's joke. Cause I would buy a what? fucking Nine thousand. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. No, it's not. No, it's on. I can buy it on Charmin's yes. website. Thank God. Okay. Multi. Oh, it's not multi-use or single-use. It's multi-user or single-user. All toilet paper is multi-user. Are you kidding me? Fuck you. Well, I, I was just trying to figure out what a multi-use toilet paper was because I am not on board that train. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I use it once. I use it once, and then it goes away. 12-inch diameter. How much is this, though? Bulk discount. Four rolls or more. Yeah, I'm obviously doing that, you fucking <laughs> dum-dums. The multi-user size roll is two pounds of toilet paper. It is 12 inches in diameter, and it is two pounds. Uh, the the second review on the Charmin, uh, shopcharmin.com uh, slash forever roll ultra. The second review is, the title of it is, Hello, Taco Bell. <laughs> Hubby and three sons can now indulge in the food of their dreams. Make sure you have plenty on hand for Super Sunday. (laughs) When you have a family of super poopers, having trusty TP is essential. We're thrilled that you rely on our forever roll to keep everyone's tushies clean and comfy. That was the Charmin team's response. Okay, so, but the thing is, okay, so apparently the average roll of two-ply toilet paper has 500 sheets per roll. This only has 1,700 sheets per roll. This is not really getting me where I need to be if I'm talking about forever. Yeah. I mean, sure. Three rolls. Three and a half rolls. We're we're great. Super duper. I mean, sure. That'll last me for God knows how long. But your average poop person, this is, again, one week of Dave Barnes' time. (laughs) I just don't understand, like, how hard is it to change a roll of toilet paper? I mean, not hard at all, Michael. Right. But it's the so whole then, thing. what's the fucking to, point? The, no, Michael. Oh, please, bud. You know that. You know, changing it is not the problem. It's when you didn't go to the store and you are on your last roll 
And oops, you ran out. So now, the so problem. the idea is just that you can see all of the toilet paper in your house at one time? No, the problem is that you can go three months without buying toilet paper, completely forget that it's even a thing that you have to purchase, and now it's a fucking emergency because <laughs> right? you absolutely have nothing in your house. Like, there was no no sign or warning. If anything, this makes my problem a lot worse. Um, but still... You get a lot of toilet paper out of it. You get a whole lot of toilet paper. So wait, but this thing is, so each, uh, like the replacement rolls are are not, are $10, but it's only two, it's only three and a half rolls. So you're I'm just charging me three dollars a roll? This is not economical at at all. What do we do? Hey, Charmin? (laughs) Hey, Charmin though? What are you doing? Yeah, this is an issue. Okay, there. Yeah, so for three of these things, which is essentially nine rolls, they want to charge twenty seven dollars. How dare that's, you? Twenty seven dollars for three for nine rolls is not. That's way too much. Three dollars a roll of toilet paper. Fuck off. If anything, Sherman, I'm doing you a favor by buying this much toilet paper. You you save on packaging, all that whatever the fuck stuff. Hmm. Mm-mm. I'm not into this, Sherman. No. Nah. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for for this shit stain of a show. Um, <laughs> everyone, if you've enjoyed this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, Michael, of course, uh, during his month of fun employment, has been blogging every single month. Oh, so you yeah, can go been... to goodbuddymedia.com slash blog and read all of his good thoughts and words. Um, <laughs> you can also find out more information about our sister show. Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I are our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of The Hit Show 24. Um, we just put out episode four of season three, and episode five should be coming up forthwith. And um, <laughs> yeah, even if you've never seen 24, this is a great time to get in there. Guess what? Jack Bauer's about to do some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's going um, rogue. This is uh, probably my... Favorite or second favorite episode or season of the show. So even if you've never seen it, this is a great time to jump in there. We just basically make fun of the show and talk a lot. So um, if you like this one, you'll almost certainly like that show, even if you've never seen the show. Um, so go ahead and take a look at that bad boy. And Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on uh, your favorite podcast app and hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a review uh, and a rating that would be terrific. You can also find us on social media at uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at TILPcast at TILPcast. Please follow us there, share our posts, especially when we have a new episode. That's how we grow is word of mouth. Um, and we really appreciate you guys uh, supporting us. Yeah. And uh, we also love to hear from everyone. So if you want to shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com or if you want to shoot us a message on Instagram, uh, we check all those pretty frequently. So we love to hear from you guys and we respond to everything we get as soon as we can. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to reach out to us to share a me- uh, share a story, share a message or have us read a message to a fellow listener, uh, shoot us an email or a message and we will be happy to do so. Uh, so, Michael, you got any closing thoughts for me? Uh, sure. I have a I have a. A wholesome FML. I doubt that very much. (laughs) Today I was folding laundry with my three-year-old. I stated that all my underwear had holes in them. My three-year-old looks at me and says with a genuine attempt to be helpful, maybe it's because your butt's too big? FML. Damn. See, I told you it's a wholesome one. That's wholesome. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kids are fucking brutal, though. Brutal. Brutes magoots. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.